Hi, friends. Happy Magical Monday. I'm TJ. And I'm Courtney. And this is the Wish Upon a Sparks podcast. We're so happy that you're with us today. Yes, I'm excited about today's movie. Yeah, me too. This is a fun one. Um, today we're talking about Onward. Yeah. It's super fun to rewatch. I think, much like Raya, we did a couple weeks back, um, I think I enjoyed it more the second time watching it than the first time. Me too. And I really enjoyed it the first time. Yeah, same. Um, it was good. This is one of those movies, we, we've mentioned this a couple times, but I'm going to keep mentioning it because uh, I think Raya and Onward meant a lot to us because we watched them during uh, during quarantine. Yes. They did a release to Disney Plus, and so we watched them Yeah, both. which is actually interesting because this movie actually released in theaters yes at the beginning of march 2020 yes and so then because of the pandemic they ended up releasing it on disney plus a month later yes they did and that was a really cool move by them um, i remember when they released it at disney plus we were excited to watch it yeah. um, it's also one of those movies that um if you if you look at like critics and stuff like that it, it was critically acclaimed which is great but it did have they call it a quote-unquote flop at the box office but i feel like that's not fair for this movie yeah because it is it was literally in theaters for like what two or three weeks, and then yeah. COVID hit. So yeah, yeah screw yeah. that. So great movie, super super happy to be talking about it today. Um, why don't you kick us off with a plot summary, and okay. um, we'll have a good time talking about this one. Cool. Okay. So, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> in a world inhabited by mythical creatures, um, magic was like very very common like hundreds of years ago, right? Um, and it was very difficult to master. So after some technological advances over centuries, magic became more obsolete and um, was largely discarded. Yeah, it was, it was kind of in the opening monologue. Um, someone's voicing and talking about it. And um, you flash in that monologue into the modern day. You have Ian Lightfoot, who's one of the main characters. He's a teenage elf struggling with self-confidence. And you have his older brother, Barley. He's an enthusiastic and impulsive role-playing gamer. On Ian's 16th birthday, the boy's mother, Laurel, gives her um, sons a gift from their father, Wilden, who died shortly before Ian was born. A magical staff, a rare phoenix gem, and a letter describing a visitation spell that can resurrect Wilden for a single day. Ian succeeds in casting the spell, but interrupted by Barley, is unable to finish it. As a result, only the lower half of Wilden's body is, re is reformed before the gem disintegrates. The brothers embark on a quest to acquire another gem, and complete the spell before sunset, taking Barley's beloved van, Guinevere. Finding the uh, boys gone, Laurel leaves to look for them. Yes. And something I want to touch on real quick before we move on, I think it's super cool. So they actually, Ian ends up reading the letter out loud for him and Barley. And the letter is actually from his dad. So the letter's from his dad, and you realize that the letter is actually the same monologue that was said in the beginning. Um, and so it's like really like... I think it's his dad's voice, like, it saying is. this to us, and then it's kind of cool to hear Ian read the letter, and it'd be like, oh, yeah, this is really I cool. I thought the same thing. Actually, when we get done with the plot summary, let's look it up and read it. Okay, cool. Um, so, the boys are hoping to find a map to another gym. Um, and so they end up visiting the Manicor's Tavern, which was once a gathering place for would-be adventurers, and it's now a family restaurant managed by the Manicor. Um, her name is Corey, which I think it's funny because it reminds me of very much of like a Chuck E. Cheese, like very like yeah, ho dunk it's, yeah, with like a mask costume. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, while arguing with Ian over the map, Corey realizes how unfulfilling her life has become and loses her temper, accidentally setting fire to the restaurant and the map. 
The brothers' only clue to the gym is a children's menu suggesting Raven's Point, which is a nearby mountain. Laurel later arrives at the scene and befriends Corey, who warns Laurel that the gem is guarded by a curse that can only be defeated by an enchanted sword. After stealing the sword from a pawn shop, they set out in pursuit of Anne and Barley. Yeah, so off they go, traveling to the mountains, Barley proposes following what he calls the path of peril, but even insists on taking the freeway. As they travel, Ian begins mastering magic spells and Barley remembers from his that Barley remembers from his role the role-playing games that he plays. I want to pause real quick to point this out, um, because it's not saying it really well in the plot summary. Uh, Barley still believes that magic is real. Yeah. And Barley also understands that they lost the magic, and he a lot of a lot of people, a lot of people know this from history books, but they don't really talk about it. He understands that the games, the role-playing games that he plays, he always he's like, it's based on history. It's based on yeah. history. He understands that there used to be a way of life that's different from their way. So Barley has a lot of faith in these things. Yeah, even there's like one point where there's like this really old historical fountain outside of the high school that Ian goes to. Yes. And he doesn't want them to tear, tear it down. He's always like there playing in the fountain, like trying to like protest yes. because he knows that history is so, so important. Exactly. And not to tangent too far before we jump back in, but I love that you brought that up because I didn't want to forget it and I'm going to say it before I do. You find out it's kind of a theme like the cops always talk about in the movie, the officers they run into along their journey. They talk about, oh, he's a troublemaker because he always like protests in front of monuments that they try to tear down. He's like constantly like taping himself to them and like trying not to uh, yeah. have them tore down, which is super cool. Um, so anyways, as they travel, Ian begins mastering magic spells and Barley remembers from his role playing him. Now, they narrowly escape a motorcycle gang of pixies at a gas station and have a tense encounter with the police, which the boys disguise themselves as their mother's boyfriend, Colt Ronco, during which Ian inadvertently reveals that he considers Barley to be a screw up. To apologize, Ian agrees to follow the path of peril. Ian's self-confidence is boosted when he successfully uses a spell that allows him to walk across a bottomless pit, where unbeknownst to him, he was with he was walking without the rope that Barley tied to him over the second half of the pit. Uh, Bronco catches up to the boys and forces them to come home. Ian agrees, but as he starts the van, he drives away, leading to a wild police chase. When they are pursued by the police, Barley sacrifices Guinevere to cause a landslide, blocking their pursuers. Poor, poor Gwen. I know. I loved her. Um... So Raven's Point turns out to be a series of raven statues leading them to a cave. As they explore the cave, Barley confesses that he was too afraid to say goodbye to Wilden, their dad, when he was dying. The brothers evade a series of traps, including a gelatinous cube. Gelatinous cube. Yeah. A cube of jello. Yes. It's kind Um, of funny when it fell down. It was like... Yeah. It reminds me of when Jim puts Dwight Stapler in the Jello. Yes, it also reminded me of Flubber a little bit. Yeah, because it's green. Um, it, but the cube dissolves anything it touches. Um, emerging from the cave, they find themselves back in front of Anne's high school. Yes, I have to say really quick that I'm getting all the long paragraphs and Courtney is getting all the short ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ian lashes out at Barley for leading them on a wild goose chase and walks away with Wilden's legs to spend whatever time he has left with his father. I don't know if they stated this at the beginning, but I'm going to say it now. The the resurrection thing that brings your dad back for a day, it's literally for 24 hours. Yeah. And at this point in the journey, there's literally like 20 minutes left. Like the sun yes. is setting. So they're, this, at this Very point sad. in the story, it's like really close to their dad, never being able to see their dad again. Um 
When he's reading his list of things he wishes to do with Wilden, Ian realizes that Barley has been a father figure for him throughout his life and returns to make amends. So he starts checking off this list and everything. It's like those flashbacks of like Barley teaching him how to drive and Barley like making him laugh and teaching him how to swim. And riding a bike. Riding a bike and all these things. Going on walks with him and talking yeah. and encouraging him. It's Laughing really, together. It's really sweet. It's really sweet. Really deep. Uh, Barley refusing to give up discovers the needed gym inside of a fountain across the street from the school and retrieves it. Unwittingly triggering the curse Corey spoke of. Which is funny. This is the fountain Corey, Courtney was talking about earlier. The one that he kept trying to protect. Um, it unwittingly triggering the curse Corey spoke of. A stone dragon built to pieces from the school building bent on claiming the gym comes up out of the water fountain. Uh, Corey and Laurel um, their mom and the manticore arrive and distract the dragon long enough for Ian to finish casting the visitation spell, but they aren't able to defeat the dragon on their own. Ian runs off to fight it, allowing Barley to wish Wilden a final goodbye. He uses the magic skills he has learned to defeat the dragon by propelling Corey's sword into its heart. Trapping behind a pile of rubble, Ian sees Wilden's body briefly appearing to talk to Barley. After Wilden uh, disappears, Barley tells Ian that their father is proud of him and the brothers share a hug. Sometime later, as the world begins to discover the past magical arts, um, the brothers set off on a new quest, and that's kind of where the story ends. Yeah, <laughs> they like drive into. Well, they start to drive. You find out that Barley gets a new car or new van. Yeah, and Ian like puts a spell on it, and it like flies instead of drives and they yeah. like fly off into the sunset. I think it's really cool that they have two moons. Yeah, the whole movie, the sky is super pretty. The animation in this movie is it's really, very, really very pretty. Nice. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, so initial thoughts, Courtney, what are your like initial overall thoughts of this movie? Man, I just feel like this is such a heartwarming movie in my opinion. I think it's a very classic, like classic in the sense of you have a single mom. Yep. You have siblings that are like, one's a little wild and crazy, and you can tell the other sibling was like, eh, I don't know about this guy. I don't really want to be around him. He's really annoying, really embarrassing. Um, and they kind of just like all find happiness in the end. Yeah, I like that. I also like that you have the single mom story, and I really love that you have the single mom not because the dad left. Yeah, but they, because it's he for died. a different reason. But you right? can still tell that even though like they're dad it has passed away like they're still like a pretty happy family for the yeah, most part they're a happy family and you could definitely tell that the dad left a lasting impression on all of them yeah and that he was very loved and you can even tell by the way they animated him by the way he looked that he was just a very loving father um which is really really cool um, yeah. i thought it was just really cool for them to have it that way instead of um instead of doing the whole you know oh dad left us we're not even talking about it like it was just really cool to the story to me yeah i agree um yeah, my initial thoughts, I really liked it a lot. I am finding, I meant to say this when we did Ryan, I forgot. I love movies that go on quests. I love adventures. I like That's why I think I like Lord of the Rings so, 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 so much. Um, I like when movies, like there's like this quest to go find like the greater good. I think it's super, super cool. I agree, for sure. Our cat Lily is like losing it right now. <laughs> She's like, meow, 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 meow. Yeah. Um... I agree. I just think that the end of the movie, it just like gets me every time. And every time we watch this movie, I literally just nonstop tears at the end. I think the fact that like, even though it's really important for Ian to like want to know his dad and to like almost meet him for the first time, because I think that correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that Ian never actually gets to like meet his dad. 
that is kind of one of the big. Um, it's kind of what they imply. Well, they, yeah, they imply, it and it definitely happens. That's the, that's the cool thing about movies like this. That like, there's always. I love that. The, the formula is tried and true with like movies like this one, but that was the twist for me. Is what? he sacrificed? Yes. It could he could have just met him and been like, oh, I have like a minute. Let me just tell you my whole life story. But he knew how important for Barley it was to like actually get to say goodbye to his dad and like. Because he never got to say goodbye because he was too scared to go in the room. Mom. Because he just looked so sick and so unlike himself, and I feel like yeah. that's very relatable for a lot of people who have lost a parent, they've lost a sibling, they've lost someone close to them. Yeah. They're too scared to say goodbye. And it was just like such a sweet moment that Barley got that second chance because Ian was willing to sacrifice what he wanted to give it to Barley. Yes, that was a really cool twist on this movie. And um, I did not see it coming the first time we watched it. No, blindsided. I thought it was going to be like typical, like really, you know, bubble, predictable, bubble, like bubble gum ending. Yeah, like everything, sunshine and rainbows. And that was cool. That was really, really cool. Um, why don't we go ahead and launch into our questions? Okay. Um, favorite character. Do you want me to go first or would you like to go first? Do you know your favorite character right off the bat? I do. I need to pull up the list. I'm sorry. I like Barley. I think Barley's my overall favorite character. Um, side note, while we're talking about um, characters, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, uh, Elaine on Seinfeld, voices the mom. Interesting. Isn't that interesting. Yeah, I love her. She's great. She's one of my favorite actresses. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Chris Pratt voices Barley and Tom Holland. I love Tom Ian. Holland. I, I had no idea that he voiced Ian. Yeah, it was great. Um, I just love it. This cast, ten out of ten. Yeah, it was a great cast. But anyways, yeah, Barley's my favorite character. Uh, forever hopeful. Um, he's not even the one that gets to do the magic, even though he believes in it the most, which is kind of sad. Um. But he gets to take help his brother with it, which is cool. But Barley's yeah. just Barley's a freight train man. He reminds me of myself a little bit. Like, we're gonna do this and we're gonna do it now and we'll figure yeah. it out as we go. What about you, fake character? Okay, wait, also Oh wait, never mind. I lied. Um Okay. I don't know what my favorite character is, honestly. They're all pretty good. I think they're all pretty great. I will say that my least favorite character is definitely Colt Bronco. I love him. I think he's so annoying. I think he's he the worst. Yeah, um, you're working there. You're hardly working. Like, working hard or hardly working. That's what he always says. The old dad joke. He's like your typical, like, from, sorry, people, but from, like, Minnesota, Wisconsin, like, mustached police officer. Wild. Yeah. He's just, I just, I don't like him. Yeah. He's probably, honestly, the only character I don't really like. I really like almost everyone else, honestly. I don't, there's not anyone I don't like. Uh, the pixies annoy me. I think the pixies are hilarious. They're funny, but they annoy me. Um, they're I just so hate squealy. People I hate people with an attitude, though. Like, get out of my way. Yeah. People like that are so annoying, but yeah. But um, they're just so, maybe they are suppressed and hurting. Okay, Courtney. Hurt, hurting people hurt people. All right, Courtney. Um, <laughs> who's your favorite character? Pick one, and so we can move on um, to the next question. I really like the Manicore. Yeah, she's great. Corey's great. I think she's hilarious. She hilarious. is hysterical. Um, I think I also like Ian. Oh, he's great. I love Ian. He's my second favorite for sure. Like, he's right up there with me with Barley. They're, they're, them two together are fantastic. Also, Laurel, the mom. I really like the mom. She's fantastic. She's not, like... My thing is, I appreciate the fact that she never 
I mean, obviously she wasn't with them when they like started on their quest, but she was never, you never heard her talking ill of them or like not wanting them to go on this journey to find their, to have a moment with their dad. It's it's like she wanted it for them too and was like doing what she could on her end to like make it happen for them. The main reason she was chasing them down too is she wanted to find them, but it was because Corey was like, no, there's like a curse. She didn't want the curse to hurt them. Right. So that, that was really cool is they were chasing them down, not to stop them per se. No. Um, yeah, yeah, that was really cool. I also really like the moment, like, I feel like it just, it starts the movie off well when they find the little staff in the gym and, um, you know, Barley is like trying to cast the spell and trying to cast the spell. Can't do it. And she and Ian sit there for as long as they can yeah. without like breaking his spirit and telling him like, hey, this probably isn't going to happen. Yeah, I agree with that. Which is like, just such a sweet, I don't know. I totally agree. I like that a lot. Um, I also, while we're doing characters, I want to go do Lee's favorite before we move on. Um, I, I like the dragon, their little pet dragon. Yeah, he's so I don't cute. know what the little what its name is, but the pet dragon, super cute. Yeah, he is super cute. Okay, Lee's um, favorite character. My least favorite character is the pawn shop owner, the little lizard oh, lady. Oh, her name is Greklin. Yeah, she's the worst. She's like. <laughs> Yeah, and then they like knock her out, and then they. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that was really funny. Um, Yeah, she she was, she was really just. I didn't like her at all. I'm trying to find the quote from the beginning of the movie. Okay, Um, I already said it, but my least favorite is Colt. Yeah, I actually Colt. I get why he would be your least favorite. he just comes on too strong, like... He does. He's trying to be their dad, and they obviously, like... I don't know. I just... I... I like at the beginning, or the end of the movie, when it's almost like they're more comfortable with him, because, like, maybe Colt's embraced a little bit more of who he is. Yeah. But they also, like, take him for who he is, instead of, like, trying to think of him, like, as his dad, because he's not trying to be their dad anymore. He's just trying to be himself. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that really helped a lot with 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 the boys' relationship with him as the story goes. Um, but he was actually trying to stop them. Like he was doing his job as a cop, which yeah. was frustrating. Like um, they just want to see their dad, dude. Yeah. Go away. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, he was definitely a hindrance to an extent, but he also was helpful. Um, so he's not my least favorite. I get why he's annoying though. Um, favorite scene. You go. My favorite scene is. I like all the scenes when they're like on the road, like off the highway, like when they're like yeah. in the thick of it are cool. I would say my favorite scene though is probably um, as heart wrenching as it is, probably Ian staring through the thing at Wilden and his brother Barley, and then Barley walking up to Ian and telling him like what his dad said. And he said, What's your favorite scene? near the end when okay, he's yeah. looking through the thing seeing yeah, yeah I know what you're talking okay, about yeah. and so and then you have the moment where his brother goes um, he's like I realized that he's like Barley I'm sorry like I realized that you were um, you were there for me and you were like a dad to me when I needed it and then Barley said yeah dad said that to me too like basically like his dad like took with a little bit of time that he had he basically told Barley like, I'm proud of you I love you thank you for being there for your brother yeah. tell your brother that I love him yeah. and that I'm proud of him too and like you because they didn't have that much time together and that was basically the gist of what he said that was such a cool yeah uh, what about you I I think it was a really like cool powerful moment when um, they're in the Manicores like tavern 
Yeah. And it's on fire, and the thing is, like, crumbling. And you can, like, up to this point, Anne has been, like, trying to do spells, but they've all kind of, like, failed. Yeah. And a beam is about to fall on, like, the bottom half of his dad because yeah. he doesn't have a top half. <laughs> and um, he, like, finds it within himself and, like, finally, like, is able to do a spell and do yeah. it right yeah, and, like, save, like that part of his dad. Yeah, that's cool. But let's just go ahead for the listeners and say, in case you haven't seen this movie, obviously there's a lot of spoilers, but like their dad literally walks around the entire movie. And it's just legs. It's just his legs. And, and his feet. feet. It's like waist down. And they do, they like fill a hoodie with like sheets and stuff to make it look full. And they put like a hat on it. And sunglasses. And sunglasses. And like, there's a bunch of funny moments where like people try to talk to the dad because they think he's a person. And he just like makes these gestures by accident as he walks yeah. around. And it's like really, really funny. It's hilarious. Um, yeah. The, Wilden is also really funny. I know we just skipped. We went back characters but I like Wilden a lot yeah he's um, funny my least favorite scene is um I really don't have like a bad like a scene that I don't like I would say the least favorite scene probably for this movie would be um probably probably when um they like start arguing with each other like near the very end and he's mm. like, I should have never listened to you. Like, yeah. you, you let us down the wrong path again like you always do, basically. Yeah. Like, that scene was just hard to watch because you're like, man, Barley, like, they had made some progress together. They worked really hard together. And then, yeah, that scene was really sad. Sorry, it took me a second late. Yeah, no, you're good. I had another favorite scene, but I'll, okay. I'll do that, and then we'll go back to least favorite. Yeah. Um, I also really liked when they're, like, Colt catches up with them, and they're, like, in Raven's Point. And he's like, come on, like, we're going to go back home. Like, stop worrying your mother. Like, you're coming back with me. Yeah. And Ian was like, okay, yeah, I guess. Like, come on, let's go. And they get in the van. And he actually, like, for the first time probably ever in his life, rebels. Yeah. And, like, takes it upon himself. Like, no, like, almost like, screw you, dude. Like, yeah. well, we're going to finish this quest whether you like it or not. Like, yeah. we're doing our thing. Yeah. And, like, I just... Because you can tell Ian is such a f- rule follower. Yeah, he is. And he just... He go. He he never goes against the grain. Yeah. And for once, like he finally did it to benefit him and his brother and his family, and it was just like a. You could tell like he actually felt empowered and confident and bold. If um at the very beginning he's like sitting in this like burger shop like trying to get breakfast. Yeah. And he's wearing his dad's um college sweatshirt, and someone in there notices his sweatshirt and was like, "Oh, I knew your dad." And, like, talks about how bold his dad was, how confident his dad was, how he always wore these purple socks. Yeah. And one of the things Ian wanted to do is be more like his dad. And I feel like in that moment when he, like, did, like, almost yeah. rebel against Colt, like, he was, like, stepping into that and feeling confident and feeling bold and feeling powerful within himself to, like, do what he wanted to do. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Now that you said that, I've changed my favorite scene. <laughs> I totally forgot. My favorite scene is in the burger shop. It's such a cute little... Sweet scene. Yeah. And it's almost like it's heartwarming, but also equally heartbreaking because Anna's... You can tell Anna's like, oh, no, tell me more. I want to know all about my dad. I've never heard these things about my dad before. And the guy's like, oh, sorry, I got to go. Yeah. He didn't say it in a mean way, though. No. Yeah. That was really cool because... I wrote this down, and I'll say this before we go to least favorite scenes. I already said mine, but you can say yours. Um, 
I love that the dad will then still inspires even while he's gone. So yeah. like people that knew this man are still inspired by him. Like his yeah. kids, this random stranger, the mom, like this was a man who, I don't know if he did, you know, great thing. He was an accountant, I think they said, but he was a man who obviously lived his life with like a very high character mm-hmm. and like very high. He was yeah. well loved and well liked. And like, he's still making a difference even in death, which is like, I think what we all should kind of strive to do, like, yeah, I agree. A thousand it's about percent. how you're remembered. It's not about what you do. I mean, it's about what you do day to day, but like, like hope that you pray that you live a life that when you, when you're gone, people are like, man, I remember when, when TJ did there said this, I remember when Courtney said or did that. I yeah. remember what they used to like how they used to help me and inspire me with things. And that's what kept striking me that they really did a good job of pushing home was like mm-hmm. how much of an impact Wilden had on his kids and his wife and his community and stuff. It was really yeah. Cool. I Without agree. getting into the details of it, they didn't, you know. Yeah. He just showed up with his purple socks on, and he was fearless, and he yeah. was all these things. It was really cool. Um, yeah, I said my least favorite scene already. The uh, when they're fighting, what's yours? Okay, I think my least favorite scene is when they disguise themselves. Ian and Barley disguise themselves as Colt. Yeah. And um, basically, with the spell, it's like you can keep the disguise on as long as you don't lie. And when you start to lie, you like change back into yourself. And um, one of the police officers that stops them is like talking about how Barley is such a handful and Ian disagrees with the officer, but then he changes back into himself and Barley can see that it's a lie. And like, he believes his brother's kind of a screw up. So, yeah. He believes his brother's a screw up and is like a handful and just, it's not a good look. And it just is like really heartbreaking. Because, like, obviously, I don't know. I mean, I have siblings. You have siblings. There's times when, like, they do, like, our siblings do things that are not great. Not something that I, a choice I would have chosen myself. I mean, there's times that I have messed up. There's times you've messed up, like, and even though we've had moments where we messed up, it doesn't necessarily classify us as, like, mess-ups or screw-ups. And so... And I would never think of my siblings that way, but like it just is, makes me sad that like Ian thought of his brother that way. Yeah, he did. And you can tell throughout, like even when he's like trying to ask the kids to his party and then Barley pulls up, he's like really he's embarrassed. He's so embarrassed. Yeah. He does not like, yeah, it's Which hard. is not typical of the older brother, younger brother relationship. Most of the time it's the opposite. And from yes. and portrayed in movies. Portrayed exactly, in movies. yeah. In movies, it's like all the old, uh, older brothers wearing a Letterman jacket. He's super cool, super, super cool. slick, smooth. And his nerdy little brothers. like Annoying and yeah. embarrassing, yeah. Exactly. So that was, that was a cool little twist, but I love that they become close at the end. Um, I want to talk about other, um, another, a couple of scenes while we're on scenes. Um, one, I love, I love, 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 love when they put the car in drive. And he's like, what do I put the car into? And Varley goes, oh, for onward. And it's like a piece oh. of tape over the drive symbol and it says, oh. And yeah. Or you can test where they got the, the name for the movie from. Because um, that's something you say when you like, you know, when you're... Onward. Like, oh, onward, let's go. That was really, really funny. Um, I also love this scene where he's like, what do I do? I don't know how to merge. I'm not ready. And and then Barley says, you'll never be ready. Merge. And like, I remember, he just goes. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I was dri- like learning how to drive or learning how to do anything really, but like specifically drive, it's like you're going 65 on the highway and everybody else is going 80. And it's like, you're never going to be ready for that feeling the first time. Yeah, you never. You turn your on and you, you like... go. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um... Yeah. Any other scenes that really like kind of stood out to you? No. The merge scene is is pretty great. Ten out of ten. People on the highway are just ruthless. Well, yeah, Courtney. They don't care. They're like, oh, this little car. That's why. You, that's why you gotta drive my truck. No. People move. Oh yeah. 
Not me. So, uh, I drive um, our small little red Kia. It's like very small. Um, it's a 2016 Kia Forte. I drive that most of the time, but I've driven a truck for most of my life. So when I'm on the highway commuting to work, I drive this little Kia like I'm in my F-150. And I've had both my F-150s are like four-door and like full-size pickups. And I try to get over. I'm like, oh, people let me over. And then I realize, oh, this little go-kart. <laughs> no one cares. No one cares. No. Oh, man, it's funny. Um, anything else about scenes? No, I think I'm good. Uh, favorite song? I know this was not a soundtrack movie. Okay, it's not, but I really like... I don't know the name of the song. I don't even know what it is. But when they... Um, when Barley... Like, sends Guinevere off to, like, run into the yeah. rocks. Whatever song that is, it just is very very nice yeah i like it it's like, like very meaningful for the moment i agree i like the i was gonna say just overall the, the soundtrack to me is good i know we say this about all of our movies but pixar and disney nail it like they do a good job with most of the time they nail it yeah yeah um i like the opening song actually which is kind of you know very uh cliche but i like it i like the, the acoustic guitar it's playing it's very folksy uh, and then the movie kind of starts and it's like the the view of the town as it goes in it's very fitting mm-hmm. It's great. I love, I love the soundtrack of this movie. Yeah, I think it's good. I, I think for me, it's just hard to like remember songs when it's not like a sing-along type of movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think the big thing with movies like this, you look back and do the same thing for Riot. Did the soundtrack help push the story forward I agree. in my head? You know, yeah. in my head. And I thought that it really did. It did. Yeah. And there wasn't a song or like a moment where I was like, oh, this music doesn't really go here. Like it was just, it was very fitting. Everything that played was very fitting. Yeah, I totally agree. Um... What is a theme from this movie that you can apply to your everyday life that our listeners can apply to their everyday mm. lives? Man. I think like Barley, it's important to fight for what you believe in. Yeah. Because he believed that the world could still be magical. He believed that there is power in the history of the town. And unknowingly, he was protesting for a place to not be torn down that ultimately like led him to a moment that yeah he needed to have like a second chance moment with his dad um by like finding the gem in that fountain so i just think it's like don't be afraid to fight for and stand firm for what you believe in and what you think is right yeah i like that a lot that's really good um, there's a lot of things I can take it about this one, but the one that I just keep standing out in my head, and it's not even, like, I think the most prolific one of the ones that came to mind, but I'm going to take this one. Um, I think that um, Barley's recognition of the fact that you had to go off the beaten path to actually, like, find the, the right answer was so, so, so fitting. Um, I love that it took them going off the highway putting it in four-wheel drive, getting out there in, like, the open, in the wilderness, in the thick of it to, like, find the answers and find what they needed is so fitting of life. Like, I don't think you're ever going to find what you're looking for Mm -hmm. if you're always staying on the highway. Yeah. Sometimes you got to get off the highway and get in the dirt a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, I thought that was really cool. Like, you got the the path of peril. You got to go on the path of peril. That's what life's about. And it's staying on the highway safe and it's easy. But is it worth it? No. No, it's not worth it. No, you're right. It's easier to get your, get your tires a little muddy. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what I thought I took away from it is the, the quest and the journey they went on was, like, worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is another good one. I'll say this and we'll move on. Okay. All that was worth it for 20 seconds of something very important. 
Yeah. They went on this literal, like, 23 and a half hour journey. Yeah. For for Barley to get to have this really life-changing, yes. impactful, five, two-minute, whatever you want to call yes. it, moment. Yes. Worth it. Totally worth it. Um, yeah, I love that they saw it through from start to finish, too. Like, that's so important. Um, you start something, finish it. If you can't finish it. Yeah. Sometimes we start things we can't finish because we care, you know, bottom point that we can chew. But if you can finish it, finish it. And they finished it. I yeah. I love that. I think another thing, I mean, we kind of touched on it earlier, but like when he's like, you'll never be ready, just merge. And I think that it's so like impactful and like meaningful, yes. like when you apply it to life, because like most of the time you're never going to be feel fully ready to take that next step. Yes. And you just got to do it. Whether that be, I mean, I know a lot of people talk about like, getting married or buying a house or having children like you'll never be like fully ready to do those things but I think in a lot of life changing things like we're never going to be like fully ready for like quitting your job and starting a new job um you know like taking a bold step and like actually like chasing your dreams like you're never going to feel like fully ready or feel it like feel fully like I don't know like like, you've checked all, like, the to-do boxes to, like, get started. Like, sometimes you just got to freaking start and do it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, like, I think that it's um, it's something that, like, for their thing, they had waited so long and they didn't even know there was going to be an opportunity yeah. to see their dad again. But then the opportunity presented itself. Yeah. And they took it. Yes. And I think that that's, like, so brave and so yeah. courageous. Like, I agree. I really, I wish that I had done that more times in my life. Yeah. Like, like being real, like not chasing money as much sometimes or not chasing like security and like, you know, like anything about music, like we talk about all the time, we're both musicians, like, you know, like what if I, what if I was more audacious in that way? What if I was more ambitious in that way? You know what I'm saying? You just mm-hmm. think of things like that. Yeah. But it's, it's not the same, but in the, at the same time it is. So that's something I'm trying to do in the next 30 years of my life is take more chances. Yeah. Calculated risk. Just do the thing. Just do the thing. Yeah. Think about it. You want it. If you want to do it. Obviously weigh the risks, but. It reminds me of that song. I saw it. I like it. I want it. I got it. Dun-na. Who does it? Dun-na. Um, I think so, yeah. You can stop right now. <laughs> um, TJ is not a Ariana Grande fan. She's a great fan. singer. She's a great singer. I just like don't, I don't know. We're not going to get into that right now. Okay. Because I've decided also I'm just going to not be a hater anymore. Okay. So I'm not, oh, good I'm for not, you. I don't, I'm not going to handle things I don't like. She's I still great. hate. She's don't a, care. She's a very talented person. She's very talented. And she's a phenomenal singer. Her music's just not up my alley. Okay. I, right. I would have to say she's a good songwriter too. I don't know if she writes her songs. Her I might have just made that up. Writing is not on my alley either. Okay. Um, Julia it, Michaels is. I think she's releasing a new album. She is. She's I also don't think her and JP Sachs are together anymore. Oh, no. That's sad. Big sad. They're not on each other's Instagrams, and oh, they don't follow no. each other. This is a little tangent, but we love oh, Julia Michaels. Gosh. Julia Michaels is like one of our favorite artists. We also like JP Dodd, though, too. We do. He's good. Hey, what's the uh, movie she's going to be the uh, doing the soundtrack for? Mm, I think it's Wish. It's the Disney movie, right? Yeah, it's the Disney one that's coming out next year. It's like to celebrate like a hundred years, and I think she's doing the soundtrack for it. No, yeah, she is. She, 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 I can't remember what movie it was for. I think it's Wish. I am so excited. Same. This is like her first shot at an actual soundtrack. Like she did movie. Well, she's done stuff for like she did a Wreck-It song Ralph. for Wreck It Ralph. A song. A song. Okay. And she's true. doing the entire like the she's entire the whole. Yeah, thing. she gets to like right. Okay, that's I love huge. this for her. 
I love it. She's a her. great songwriter. I love her. Yeah, Julia's like our favorite. Her and Ed Sheeran are our two artists that were just like, we could literally go to their page on Spotify, hit shuffle, and both of us be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is this movie over or underrated? I'll go first because I've been making you go first the whole time. I think it's criminally underrated. I think it's underrated too. But on Rotten Tomatoes, it has an 88%, and I don't hate that. Well, the reason is, is what I said at the beginning, it's critically acclaimed. So the critics that watched it actually thought it was a good movie. The problem is when it got into the hands of the public, I think the message went over a lot of kids' heads. And I also think that a lot of the adults like put it on thinking, you know, oh, this is a kid's movie, whatever. In my humble opinion, I think that the adults didn't really pay attention to it as much and grasp the deep concepts within it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great movie, but I almost feel like it's more for like preteens. I feel like it's more like middle school, high school, and less for little kids. I agree with There's that. There's nothing vulgar in it whatsoever. No. I mean, just the concepts are deep, like yeah. very deep. And it's probably like, especially for people who maybe have lost a parent or maybe not necessarily lost, but your siblings are more of your parent figure. Like as a five, six, seven year old, I mean, it might be hard for them to grasp the concept of it. Like consciously, like subconsciously, I mean, it's a whole different ball game, but I think, yeah, I mean, it's probably, like you said, harder for them to grasp and like hold on to those things and like realize like, I mean, at least at a young age, like, Hey, my brother or my sister is a parent figure in my life and that's okay. Yeah. Like at five or six, you might not know that, but when you're like 15, 16, you're going to know it more than you did when you were five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Agreed. Um, Such a great movie. Agreed. Um, What did we eat or drink during this movie? So we tried out uh, Lemon High Noons last night. Oh my God, they're so good. They are really good. I think I like them as much as the lime. Um, it was really good. I thought it was good. I don't think we ate during. We didn't eat during. We um, ate beforehand. We were watching football and had some tortellini with Alfredo sauce. Yes. Very good. Yes. Um, those Lemon High Noons were also very good. Yeah, Highly good. recommend High Noons. Yeah, they're great. They're too expensive what they are, though. <laughs> I agree. No, I do prefer an actual, like, I actually like vodka club soda with some fruit in it. I like it a lot. Um, that's all that honey really are. The problem is you're paying a lot of money. It's like $12 for a four-pack. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, what? I can pay $12 or $15 for a 12-pack. I mean, I can get... Well, beer is different, I but... I can get PBR. I can get 12-pack PBR for, for 9 dollars yeah. Real good. Um, but, yeah. The, that was they, they were good. It was a, it was a great uh, movie beverage. Um, yeah, why don't you? If you don't have any more thoughts about the movie, other than I just want to say it was great. Oh, I was I was going to say, um, if you maybe watch this movie like during quarantine, and for whatever reason you're someone that's like I didn't really like it that much, watch it again. Watch it again. Do it again. Watch it again and pay attention during the movie. It's it's there's a couple moments that are a little cheesy, and there are a couple of transitions that are a little wonky, and there's a couple of plot holes in the story. But that's every yeah. movie, right? Like, not every movie is Toy Story. Like, Toy Story is a brilliant masterpiece. But I think this in its own right is also very brilliant and very thoughtful, very thought-provoking, very yes. emotional in the right places. Like, I think it's a very, very good movie. It is. And I love the whole fantasy mythical thing it's got going on with it. Like, that was super cool to me. I love that kind of stuff. I love that they're elves. I love the animation. It's beautifully animated. And I really, really love... Um, I really love just the music with it the soundtrack and all that it's just great um any other thoughts about the movie no i don't think so not at this moment um but um i'm gonna go ahead and talk about what we're gonna do in october that's what i was gonna tell you i'm really 
excited. Sorry, I had a burp. Um, we're really, really excited. Oh. And I just like ate the microphone. It's <laughs> falling apart. <laughs> I'm falling apart. I gotta got get to my life together. We got to the end of it. And she's falling apart. Um. Yeah, but let me tell you what we're doing in October. I'm very, very excited. Um, we are doing all Halloween-themed movies. Yes, I'm so excited. Heck, yes. Okay, so here's what we got coming up. We're going to do Maleficent. That's week one? Next week, yeah. I'm excited. We got a good, cool villain, live action movie happening. Yep. Maleficent, going to be great. And then we're going to do Haunted Mansion. Yes. Whoop, whoop. We're going to do Nightmare Before Christmas. Eddie Murphy, right? Yes. Super excited. In Haunted Mansion. Super excited. I have never actually seen it, so I'm really excited. I've seen it once when I was really little. But uh, Haunted Mansion is one of my favorite rides at Magic. Same. So we got to I'm, ride it at night when we were at the parks too. Oh, yeah. Our week when ago. we went last week yeah. um, to Disney, it was super fun. It was two weeks and, ago now. Oh, was it? <laughs> this is really sad. I know. Okay. Um, but they did extended evening hours for Deluxe Resort I'll guests. never do Magic again other than this. We do it this way. Um, and so it was open from like 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. for Deluxe Resort guests. So we got to go and, um, I mean, we were there for like an hour and rode three rides. Yeah. It was super great. We could have definitely rode a fourth one. A we could have rode more, but it was like, it was getting late. We, we had already exhausted. had dinner. It was a hot mess. But, but going to Haunted Mansion, walking in when it's nighttime and then oh walking yeah. out when okay, it's nighttime. Okay. So, so we cool. were, so both of us, there was four other people in the room when, for the like room stretching room. It was super cool. Yeah, it was really it cool. It was a really cool experience. Um, so yeah, we're going to do Maleficent, then Haunted Mansion, then Nightmare Before Christmas, and then we're going to do Hocus Pocus 1 and 2. So they'll be separate weeks, but um, yeah, I'm really excited for Hocus Pocus 2. I hope it's as great as the first one. Yes, same. Um, but yeah, that's kind of October and we're excited about it uh, here for the spooky vibes. Yeah, we love October. We love uh, basically September on. We love um, we love the fall vibes. We just love all the fall holiday vibes and it's going to be great. Football, college football. It's great. Yes. Um, why don't you tell our, our listeners where they can find us at and then we'll uh, put a bomb on this puppy. That was a weird phrase. <laughs> I've not heard that one. Um, so you can find us on Instagram. We are at Wish Upon a Sparks. You can email us at wishuponasparks at gmail.com. You can continue listening to us wherever you're listening to us at. Um, yeah, it's great. Love it. Well, friends, thanks for joining us today. Hope you have a happy magical Monday or happy whatever day you happen to be listening to this podcast. Yes. Um, we love doing this. We love um, we love that you guys listen. If you have any feedback, if you want to give us some movie ideas, let us know. Shoot us a DM on Instagram, and we can't wait to see you guys next week. Yes. Yeah, see you next week for Maleficent. Yes. Bye, friends. Bye, friends. Bye, friends.